Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring the popular quiz program of the 40s, Dr. IQ, plus a couple of routines with comedian Henry Morgan. Henry Morgan has always been one of my favorite radio comedians. He began in the early 40s, and by 1946, he had his own weekly program, Coast to Coast, on ABC. Featured with him each week was Arnold Stang, plus a host of familiar radio voices. This routine is from his program in 1947, and it's a funny one. Have you ever tried to make a telephone call from a pay phone? <laughs> well, I guess you know the trouble you can get into. Henry Morgan makes it perfectly clear in this routine. This summer, when I was up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts, I was living near the town of Truro. T-R-U-R-O. Town. And I had to call Los Angeles from there. And uh, so first I asked myself the big question. Will my alarm clock go off when the three minutes are up? And then I placed the call. Operator. I want to call uh, Los Angeles. The number is Westwood 8927. You want to call Los Angeles? Yeah. What number? Westwood 8927. Los Angeles? Yeah. California? That's the one. Thank you. Uh, just a minute now. Uh, this is Hyannis, operator. Hyannis, this is Truro. I have a call to Los Angeles. Westwood 8927. Los Angeles? Yes. What number? Westwood 8927. Is that in Los Angeles? Uh, just a minute. Uh, is that in Los Angeles, sir? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's in Los Angeles, Hyannis. Oh, one moment, please. This is the Wellfleet operator. Uh, this is Hyannis Wellfleet. And I have a call from Truro to Los Angeles. Uh, what number? Westwood 2897. <laughs> Westwood 8297. What is that number? Uh, Westwood 8927, Wellfleet. How do you spell the exchange? Uh, w for Walter, E for Edward, S for Samuel, T for Thomas, W for Walter, double O as in Oscar, Oscar, and D for David. Uh, one moment, Hyannis. One moment, Truro. <laughs> one moment, sir. We still in Massachusetts? <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, just a minute now. Wellfleet is calling Boston. Swell. Boston? This is Wellfleet, Boston. What is that again? Wellfleet. W for William, E for... W for Walter. <laughs> Wellfleet, Boston. W-E-L-L-F-L-E-T. Where are you calling, Wellfleet? Los Angeles, California. The exchange is Westwood. What is that exchange? W-E-S-T-W-O-O-D, Westwood 2897. Westwood 8927. Who was that, Wellfleet? Uh, that was Hyannis. No, Wellfleet, this is Truro. Oh. <laughs> Where is Hyannis, Truro? I'm on the line, 
I'll sleep. <laughs> Westwood, 8927, please. What is that? Westwood, 8927, Truro. Uh, hi, uh, well, please. Boston. One moment, please. I will call New York operator. Yeah. <laughs> This is Boston, New York, calling Los Angeles, Westwood, 8927. Calling what? Westwood. W-E-S-T-W-O-O-D. D for David or T for Thomas? Uh, D for David, New York. Who the heck was that? <laughs> this is Wellfleet, New York. Who? W-E-L-L-F-L-E. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Who's making this call? Me. Who was that? Me, M-E. All right, I'll call Los Angeles. It's up to you. This is Los Angeles. This is New York, Los Angeles. I want Westwood, 8927. Westwood, 8927. Do you want the charges? Do you want the charges, Boston? Do you want the charges, Wellfleet? Do you want the charges, Hyannis? Do you want the charges, Trillo? Do you want the charges, sir? Nah. <laughs> I will ring the number. Just a minute. Please deposit $2.25. Okay. only two dollars. That was two dollars and a quarter. Well, I'll return the money and you can drop it in again. We're ready, Hyannis. We're ready, Wellfleet. We're ready, Boston. We're ready, New York. Okay, L.A. Ringing your party, sir. <laughs> Hello. Uh, this is Mr. Morgan. May I talk to Mrs. Morgan? I'm sorry. Mr. Morgan is not here. <laughs> this is Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan is not here. He's in Truro, Massachusetts. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah? This is Truro Operator. Did you get your party all right? No. Why not? He's in Truro. <laughs> Don't get stung. When it comes to buying on credit, man, you can get it where it hurts the most. Lots of servicemen find themselves with a big headache called over-indebtedness, like they didn't know how much they were paying to borrow money or to buy something on the installment plan. So what can you do about it? Congress passed Public Law 90-321, the Truth in Lending Act, which has since been amended to give added protection to the guy who buys on credit and to make doubly sure that servicemen get a fair shake when they borrow cash or buy on credit. 
DOD has set up what it calls Department of Defense Standards of Fairness. You can find out what they are in DOD Directive 1344.9, Indebtedness of Military Personnel. Talk to your legal assistance officer and take the sting out of your credit buying. During the 40s, one quiz show dominated the airwaves. The program was Dr. IQ. As a matter of fact, the expression, I have a lady in the balcony, doctor, originated on the Dr. IQ program. Here's an excerpt from that program in 1942. And so do our first contestant of the evening, Ed Reimer's on my right downstairs. I have a gentleman, doctor. Fifteen silver dollars to that gentleman with the correct answer to this one. Suppose you've known so many girls you've forgotten a lot of their names. I'll give you some clues as to where they were or are, and you tell me, according to familiar songs of books, the girl's name. Now, for example, the one you left when you came from Alabama was Susanna. Now, here we go, and I'll pay you five silver dollars a name. This one uh, is over the ocean. No prompting, please. Over the ocean. Five seconds for five dollars. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> now, give him a chance. This one used to live in our alley. No prompting. Uh, uh, what was it? Sally. <laughs> All right, Sally. No, really, folks. No, don't everybody say, say it. Let, let him try. Oh, all right, here's the third one now. This one doesn't live here anymore. Annie. Annie, all right. Now, here's a good one. This one lives on Sunnybrook Farm. Five seconds, please. Time is almost up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have to call time. You got two of them. I think you'll find that one's uh, Rebecca. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. And, of course, the first one was Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie lies over the ocean. You got two of them. Pay that gentleman ten silver dollars. Your name and address, please. William Palmer, 526 Minnesota Avenue, Buffalo, New York. Thank you. Congratulations. Bill Mayhew in the left balcony. I have a gentleman, doctor. All of us recognize, sir, the importance of radio in the world today. Now, I'll pay you 16 silver dollars if you can tell me approximately how many radios, including automobile radios, there are in the United States today. Now, is it 570,000? Is it 5,700,000? Or is it 57 million? I see. Five million. Five million? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I think you'd find it closer to 57 million radios in the United States today. But a box of 24 Dr. IQ candy bars to that gentleman. And two tickets to next week's production of Chase Buffalo Theater, Buffalo, New York. Ed Reimer's on my right downstairs. I have a gentleman, doctor. I'll give that gentleman in the standing audience one $25 United States defense bond if he can tell me who has been named by our president to head our war production board. Uh, Donald Nelson. Donald M. Nelson, a $25 defense bond to that gentleman. Your name and address, please. William Glore, Attica, New York. Thank you, sir. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us tonight, Mr. Glore. Now, Pat Hill on my left downstairs. I have a gentleman, doctor. Here are two well-known proverbs in a slightly scrambled state. I'll pay you 16 silver dollars if you can unscramble them and give them to me in their correct order. Here they are, scrambled up. Before darkest dawn, he laughs. It's always the best who laughs last. 
Uh, he who laughs last, laughs best. All right. And, uh... No prompting, please. Uh, it's always lightest before the dawn. Well, <laughs> always darkest before the dawn. Sixteen silver dollars to that gentleman. Your name and address, please. Uh, Francis Finley, 3063 Harlem Road, Chicktawaga. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> and thanks for being with us tonight. Now, Ken Powell in the right balcony. I have a lady, Doctor. A certain character named Peter Piper gathered an amount, an amount of pickled peppers. Now, I'll pay you eight silver dollars if you can tell me the amount, and 12 more silver dollars if you can say the famous verse without stumbling. All right. Peter... Uh, how, how much, uh, first of all, what was the amount of the uh, peppers that he uh, pe picked? A peck. A peck, all right. That's $8 you've earned. Now let's see if you can earn 20 12 more. Let's see if you can say it. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? Well, now you... Uh, <laughs> no, you only got half of it. You got the first line and the last line. Now there are two lines in between, remember? Try it again. Peter Piper picked a pickle... <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. All right. A peck. Where's the peck? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry, ma'am. I think you're leaving out those uh, middle two lines. It goes something like this. I'll try it. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? <laughs> but a box of Dr. IQ came to that lady. And two tickets to next week's production of Chase Buffalo Theater in Buffalo, New York. And so now, thanks to you, ladies and gentlemen, especially to you at home behind your radios and to you folks here in the theater audience. Morgan featured parodies of most programs on his own radio show, and the Dr. IQ program did not escape the sharp wit of Mr. Morgan. One of the most popular programs on the air today is, uh, it's an old one, but it's still popular. It's a quiz show conducted by a Dr. Ick. At least, uh, I think that's the way you pronounce it. It's spelled IQ in the newspapers. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who may have missed it lately... Yeah, uh, maybe it's something like this. Would you introduce me, Ed? Oh, gladly. Ladies and gentlemen, the makers of Totter's Pure Tar Gum now bring you your favorite quiz program. Yes, Totter's Gum is made from pure tar. Chew a pack today and see if you, too, don't have a breath like Highway 66. And now, here is your genial quizmaster, Dr. I.J. the Mental Fox. Thank you. May I introduce my assistants, Mr. Jonathan Stanton in the left orchestra. Thank you, Doctor. Mr. Walt Jordan in the right orchestra. Thank you, Doctor. Mr. Daniel Trumbull in the rear orchestra. Mr. Daniel Trumbull in the rear orchestra. <laughs> Mr. Trumbull, you should be in the orchestra. I know, but a lady has me in the balcony, Doctor. In that case, I will leave you alone. Thank you, Doctor. Enjoy. Now, now may we have our first contestant, Mr. Jonathan Stanton, in the left orchestra. I have a gentleman, Doctor. Twenty silver dollars to that gentleman, if he can tell me. What do you get when you cross plums and peaches? You get nectarines. Oh, I'm sorry. But if you cross plums and peaches, you get pleaches. 
But give that gentleman a box of Carter's car gum now, Mr. Walter Jordan, in the right orchestra. I have a gentleman, Doctor. Forty silver dollars to that gentleman if he can answer this musical question. In the second movement of Beethoven's Sonata in A minor for piano and viola, what is the first note on the third page? Would you repeat that question? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, could you at least give me a hint? Yes. His first name is Ludwig. <laughs> Can you give me another hint? Very well. When you're at the seashore, what is it you see? The, uh, C. The first note on the third page is C. Oh, I'm sorry, but I think you'll find that the first note is F-sharp. <laughs> but you gave me a hint and you kept saying seashore. That's right. That was a hint for you to go to the seashore. You look pale. What about the powder gum to that young man? Mr. Stanton in the left orchestra. I have a lady, Doctor. Eighteen silver dollars to that lady if she can tell me what Juliet said to Romeo from the balcony. She said, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore about the Romeo? Oh, I'm sorry, but I asked you to tell me what she said from the balcony. You said it from the orchestra. <laughs> okay, so I'll go up in the balcony and say it. No, you've already said it. Well, I just thought of something else to say, and I can say this right to your face. You Stop that woman's one. mouth with 18 silver dollars about the part of gum. Next contestant, Mr. Jordan in the right orchestra. I am a gentleman, doctor. Well, silver dollars to that gentleman if he can answer this question. What two presidents had the same name? Uh, Roosevelt. Oh, I'm sorry. But I asked you for two presidents, and you gave me only one. <laughs> well, I, I mean Theodore and Franklin. Oh, I'm sorry. But Theodore and Franklin are not the same name. But a box of delicious powder tarkum to that gentleman. And you... You folks, try Tartar's bubble gum, too. Chew it and swallow it. The bubble forms in your stomach. There's no danger of it bursting in your face. May we have another contestant, Mr. Trumbull? I have a lady who wants another lady in the balcony, Doctor. I'll send up Mr. Stanton. Next, please. Uh, Mr. Jordan. I, I have a lady, Doctor. Thirty-eight silver dollars to that lady, if she can answer this question. Now be on your toes for this one. What is the capital of New York? Albany. Oh, I'm sorry. But I was watching you. You were not on your toes. But a box of empty bottles comes to that lady. I have a gentleman, Doctor. You have a gentleman, very good. Thirty-two silver dollars to that gentleman if he can give me the last line to this famous poem. No coaching, please. Ready? Here's the poem. Wenn ich in deinen Augen sehe, so schwindet all mein Leid und Weh. Doch wenn ich küsse deinen Mond, blank, 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 blank. What is the last line? No coaching, if you please. Well, this is just a guess, but is it, uh, so werde ich ganz und gar gesund? Well... How did you know that poem? My grandmother told me. I'm sorry I said no coaching, not even your grandmother. <laughs> what about the car? Come to that gentleman. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jordan? I have a gentleman, doctor. Here is our regular feature, the tongue twister. Eighty silver dollars to that lucky gentleman if he can repeat this sentence after me exactly as I say it. Listen carefully. I can only say it once. Said Flora to Florence, don't flatter my father. My flippin' father finds flattery foolish. Said Florence to Flora, 
Your brother batters your... Your buff and feather... Leap, bloom, glam, blue. Listen carefully, I can only say it once. Your flitter's footer. Your flitter's foot. Your fire's blue. I give that gentleman a box of Torres gum and a fleam. I have a gentleman, doctor. Forty-five silver dollars to that gentleman if he can tell me. If he can tell me what is the chemical composition of water. Well, water is an oxide of hydrogen being a mixture of several types of molecules, H2O3 and especially H2O2 predominating. So if you prepare pure hydrogen and burn it in air, it'll form the compound known as water. Why have you been withholding this information from the mayor of New York? <laughs> but everybody knows that. Except the mayor. Well, give that man... Give that... <laughs> Give that man 45 silver dollars and two clouds. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jordan. I have a gentleman, doctor. 25 silver dollars to that gentleman if he can tell me how you detect a counterfeit bill. Well, the border design of a genuine bill includes an intricate lace-like network of fine white lines. The patterns for these lines are produced by a machine known as a geometric lathe. In a genuine bill, these lines are clear. But in a counterfeit bill, the border is too dark because of inferior etching. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> How many other guys are in this with you? I refuse to answer that on the grounds that might incriminate me. Very well, give that man a pound of silver, let him make his own $25. Next contestant, please. I have a young man, Doctor. Oh, I'm sorry, I have no more silver dollars to offer. Oh, come on, Doc, I'll take anything. <laughs> Old clothes, burnt-out bulbs, nifty magazines, anything. Well, I have a right-wrong category. Uh, I give you a statement and you tell me whether it's right or wrong. Ready? Right. Wrong. Next question. <laughs> the name of the man who invented the airplane was not right. Wrong. Wrong. It was right. But that... Right or wrong? The past tense of ring is wrong. Wrong. No, it's rang. You're wrong. <laughs> Is a swindle. Right or wrong? The opposite of right is wrong. Right. Wrong. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Right? Right. Wrong. But you're wrong. But it's right. That's right to wrong. But what is the opposite of right if not wrong? Not right? I said the opposite of right is wrong, and you said right, but that's wrong. It's not right because wrong is right when I say right or wrong, and it can't be right if it's wrong, right? Right. Oh, I'm sorry, but I think if you look that up, you'll find we're both wrong. But a box of cards has come to that gentleman, and good night. Thank you. All right, Dave, the Metal Park. Henry Morgan will be back at the same corner in front of the cigar store next week at the same time. Goodbye. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and some few funny excerpts from Henry Morgan. Short timer. If you plan to earn a degree from an established college or university, you should have no difficulty getting your GI benefits. But if you plan to attend a relatively unknown trade or technical school, better check with the VA first. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.